everyone. Welcome back to uh, February here on Capes and Japes. Um, we are recording a little bit earlier than usual today because I am home from a big old snowstorm, uh, which also means that you might get some snowplow noises in the distance. Uh, I can't do anything about those, unfortunately. <laughs> But we'll do Olivia, our best. Olivia, you have to yell out your window, can everybody just stop for like an hour? I'm recording a podcast. I'm sure they'll understand. Yeah, just leave the snow alone. It'll be fine. How bad could it get in an hour? It's not like, you know, it's a big snowstorm. <laughs> it's not like we live in New England. No, never. No. It's fine. It'll be fine. Podcast is what really matters. Mm-hmm. Not people who have to drive places. No. They should be at home, listening to podcasts. Unless they listen to podcasts on their commutes. Oh, no, Olivia. Ah! Maybe driving is important. I didn't even important. think of that. <laughs> okay, who are we talking about today? Yes. Uh, so, many of you probably could have guessed since we talked about uh, Hank Pym last week, that we would be uh, discussing his better half. Uh, but we are going to talk about uh, Ms. Janet Van Dyne. I do love Jan. We do love Jan here. Uh, a lot of this uh, history does overlap with Hank's, so some of it will be repeated, but we're going to hear it from the other perspective. Um, the perspective I care about more. The, the one that is definitely more interesting. <laughs> um, so, uh, Jan, uh, as we discussed last week, or, you know, maybe you didn't listen to the Hank Pym episode, which, frankly, more power to you. Uh, but, uh, Jan is introduced in, uh, 1963, um, a creation of, uh, Stanley and Jack Kirby, um, in Tales to Astonish, which was the, uh, anthology series where, uh, Hank made his, uh, first appearance um where he like had kind of a standalone story and then went on to be kind of like a recurring feature uh not um this was about a, like a year and a half after uh Hank's first story and this uh she shows up because her father is also a well-known scientist uh, named Vernon Van Dyne. Um, and her father approaches Hank and asks for his help uh, with this, like, gamma technology that he's trying to use to contact aliens. Uh, Hank says no. Uh, her father gets murdered. And then Jan seeks Hank out uh, to ask for his help avenging him. There was a later, uh, 
version of this that was like a uh like an Avengers Origins thing that kind of uh retold this story where uh Vernon had met Hank uh much earlier than this and uh Jan and Hank had uh sort of known each other for uh a little while before uh her father was murdered and they had this sort of um so Jan is portrayed at least initially um her father's very rich from all of his famous science research um because scientists are notoriously rich yeah that's uh you know that's that's what they're most known for um her mother died in a car accident um she uh so janet uh is sort of living this kind of like young socialite fashionable life uh she's quite a bit younger than hank when they first meet um and she is uh initially interested in him um but he is uh he had a previous uh marriage and his wife was uh killed by the hungarian government um and (laughs) jan resembles his uh previous wife maria because all women look like other women (laughs) thanks comics thanks comics um so he's like you know that heartbreak is still really fresh and jan's really young and he you know doesn't like he isn't ready to love again uh but she uh is not (laughs) she is is not really the type to just uh take a rejection lying down um but she uh they do eventually start dating um so what happens is obviously as we talked about with hank um her father's murdered uh jan approaches hank to ask for his help um and is uh he agrees to give her access to the pim particles that he uses to shrink himself down to ant size uh and he also gives her the ability through unexplained comic book biochemistry that uh when she shrinks down she uh grows a pair of wings that she can use to fly useful useful and pretty cool looking uh and she starts going by uh the wasp in um in the version of this where they uh knew each other for longer before uh she becomes wasp i think she becomes close with henry and starts dating him uh before she finds out that he's ant-man uh and then she figures out his secret identity and goes to him when her father is murdered to be like, hey, I know you're Ant-Man. Uh, 
What? Help me avenge my dad and also give me that sweet, sweet shrinking stuff. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I think that's the timeline of those events. And I think originally before they retconned it, they, the two of them didn't start dating until after they had been superhero partners for a while. Uh, I kind of like that better. <laughs> you like them being superheroes together and then dating? Yeah. I'm, I think I'm a little bit inclined to agree. Um, they put like something of an emphasis, I think, in sort of like the early Avenger days, um, on like Hank being like, no, I'm not good enough for her. No. Uh, which is true. Yeah. Um, but also, Jan's like, "Hey, hey, hey! I want to, I want to date. I want to go out." Jan's like, "Get um, the fuck out of your head!" God, he will not. He never will. No, no, um, he won't. But I do like. I I really like superhero partners becoming romantic partners because then is, there's like that. Fun. There's the underlying of like, I trust you with my life. And we spend a lot of time together, and over that time, I'm just like, oh, actually, I might want to kiss you, I guess? I want to spend the rest of my life with you? And then there <laughs> can be, like, you know, although the other way there is fun, like, identity, identity stuff, like, oh, you can't know that I'm Ant-Man, and then <laughs> she's like, no, I, I, I know that you're Ant-Man. I've just been yeah. polite this whole time. Um, you're not um, very good with secrets, Hank. I do like the identity shenanigans, and I like, as a detail for Jan, the fact that, uh, like, she figured out who Hank was on her own. Um, but I think it's ultimately, I mean, ultimately their relationship still, uh, isn't the most successful, but I think it's, it might I say, like, probably better for their relationship if they start dating after they've already been, like, superheroes together and, like, known each other on that level. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think- Although I can't- I can't really fault Hank and Jan for their relationship falling apart because this is comics. It, it is comics. Like, like, it's bound to happen. It happens, um, for reasons- that I will say are a little bit more, uh, directly caused by Hank, um, than, you know, a lot of, like, normal comics, like, yeah. relationship-destroying shenanigans. Um, but it is comics, and it is very hard for couples to stay together. Yeah, if it's not an- if it's not a villain, if it's not a death, it's gonna be, like, some sort of quote-unquote, breakdown. <laughs> yeah, just a kind of non-specific mental break. Uh, to be fair, but superheroes, lots of trauma there. Look, they have a lot to unpack, and most of them simply do not unpack it. <laughs> no, we need more superhero therapists. <laughs> This is what uh, Heroes in Crisis sort of was, except for then it was just about more terrible things happening. 
Yeah, no, I, let's, we just, every, every, like, running, long-running comic book should have a therapist show up in at least one issue. <gasps> like, I Absolutely. In, like, the 80s, Wally went to a therapist, and it's like, <laughs> that's the Flash. <laughs> Talking yeah, about Flash he, stuff. He probably should have kept doing it. Yeah. He's like, wow, I'm really sad about Barry, and my dad's a piece of shit. And they're like, mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about that? <laughs> Seems like you have a lot uh, lot going on here. Yeah, I feel I feel like uh, Hank and Jan probably could have had some couples therapy, too, before things got uh, bad. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot to unpack. Uh-huh. Um, in, uh, in the early days of this partnership, before things get bad, um... Jan is teams up with him uh, throughout his adventures in Tales to Astonish, uh, where they fight um they fight uh all of Ant-Man's recurring villains, one of whom is a character called the Whirlwind, um, who at the time is known as the human top. Which Ooh, is like yes, we have to. <laughs> comics have to stop making top themed supervillains. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jan is uh, she also has the ability to uh communicate with insects uh through like a helmet that uh Hank builds. Thematically, she mostly communicates with wasps. Uh, and I wonder if she shows know, flies wasps on them. Yeah, um, she uh, <laughs> Hank at at some point builds her a um like an air gun, which uh she refers to as uh the wasp sting. Though later on, she develops uh. Or, it, like, maybe Hank, like, helps her with this. Maybe it's Pym Particle stuff. I don't know. She develops the ability to, uh, just, like, fire sort of, like, organically generated energy blasts. Um, which are pretty- they're small, because she's tiny when she does it. Um, but, you know, it's thematic wasps sting. Um. I think wasps bite, actually. Okay, um... I don't know. I didn't know that. I think they do. I mean, I believe you. I don't know a lot about wasps, bees, hornets, that whole family, because I'm very afraid of them, and I don't like to know more information about them. Um, <laughs> I also don't think... Oh, apparently they can do comic both. book writers. Oh, okay. Nice. Interesting. We learned something today here. Yeah. Um... In addition to what we're learning about Jan, uh, she, so, one, uh, pretty, uh, significant point is that, unlike Hank, uh, Jan almost exclusively, uh, uses her powers to shrink. There, like, much later on, she gains the ability to, uh, like, grow to giant size, uh, like Hank does, but 
very rarely, uh, even after that, she doesn't use it all that often. Um, so she's also been able to maintain the identity of Wasp for her whole career because she wasn't constantly switching around whether her thing was getting big or getting small. Um, I mean, if she was a giant, if, if she turned big and also still had the wings and could fly around as, like, someone who is ten feet tall, that would be terrifying. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Absolutely. All I want to do is not see you turn into a giant flying woman. <laughs> oh. Um, it's a giant killer wasp. And she's like, I don't kill people actually, but nobody hears that because they're all running away screaming. They're all like, oh god. Um, so I do um I do imagine there's a lot of both kind of like conscious and unconscious reasons why this happened. Uh, because comics are mostly written by men. Um and they don't want the woman getting big. <laughs> they don't want the woman getting big. Um a lot of uh, cis men are cowards and do not find the idea of an extremely large woman appealing. Unfortunate. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, and also, like, are largely, like, you know, having Jan there in some way to be appealing to heterosexual men. Um, what if... We tried to appeal to everybody except heterosexual men. (laughs) Welcome to my new comic book company. It's called Whatever Heterosexual Men Like the Least. (laughs) Um, And also, I think, like, kind of, you know, Marvel's not unique in this, uh, but, you know, Marvel has a tendency to... uh, a lot of its its most powerful women um, tend to not have a lot of agency over that power. Um, I mean, this is mostly this is mostly subtweeting Jean and Wanda, um, <laughs> but like either like you are not as strong as the men, or you are stronger than the men, but in a way that's scary and uncontrollable. Uh, so I think like I. I don't feel like Stanley like set out to be like, okay, but she's got to be weaker than all the guys. But I think that was probably like subconsciously there. Um, but it does mean that because Janet has like limited offensive capability, um, it leads to one of my favorite things, which is, you know, characters trying to solve problems like using you know their wits and like creative thinking rather than just punch punching it very hard <laughs> which is um intentionally or not how jan kind of establishes herself as you know like a uh tactician and sort of a creative thinker uh and also someone who's like extremely determined um she and Hank uh, team up with uh, the uh, several other superheroes in the event that has been referenced a few times where, like, 
Loki gets the Hulk to like attack people and then you know like Thor and Iron Man and Captain America all like Ant-Man and the Wasp all are like teaming up to like fight him and then they come together and they're like we should be a team um Jan is uh we mentioned with Vision that Jan is the one who uh unintentionally coins the name Vision uh because it's how she describes him when she first sees him um, but Jan is also the one who names the Avengers, uh, which is a bit of trivia people might have heard before, but when they're all discussing, like, we should come together as a team, um, Jan, <laughs> it's actually very funny, because Jan goes, uh, it's, you know, it should be something, like, sweeping and heroic, like, the Avengers, or, and then Hank interrupts her and goes like, it should be that, you got it, the Avengers. <laughs> got it in one. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's a great name, and it was a good idea that she had, but also let your girlfriend talk, Hank. Yeah, I, I do want to hear the other ideas, because maybe they'll be more proactive than reactive. <laughs> We want to stop bad things from happening instead of, you know, going after people after the bad thing has happened. So we don't want to do, like, the avenging. But, like, you know, this one was kind of about avenging Hulk for, you know, the brain stuff on with Loki. So that does apply to this. But other stuff, it may... It, and nobody's listening. All right. Okay. I would, I would uh, genuinely love to read a comic where Jan, like, years down the line, is like, I had so many ideas that were better than the Avengers, <laughs> and that motherfucker <laughs> wouldn't even let me get them out, and now we're just the Avengers forever. It's been 80 years. <laughs> Jan, do you have um, any last words? Rename the Avengers. <laughs> I have written down in a vault a list of ten other options that are better. They are better than the Avengers. Um, in these sort of like early days of the Avengers comics, um, Jan is, uh, it still maintains that sort of like, oh, being like, you know, a young, fun socialite is sort of like, a core part of her identity, and, uh, it portrays her, like, from what I've seen, not as, like, you know, like, a super airhead or anything, but, like, a little bit, a little bit frivolous. Um, there's, like, sort of an ongoing thing with, um, her, uh, flirting with, uh, other teammates to try and get, uh, Hank jealous, um, to, uh, because she's, you know, this is his whole thing, is, like, she's trying to get him to propose to her, and he's all up in his head about, you know, how he's not good enough, and she has way more money than him. Um, it also, um, uh, she has, uh, a lot of costume changes, um, which I think, I think was a function of, uh, George Perez when he was the artist 
on the Avengers, just like redesigning it frequently, um, just for the sake of it. And then that gets like incorporated into being part of her character where she has, uh, like she's very interested in fashion and she, uh, is established as like a fashion designer and becomes very successful at it. Um, it's, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of her outfits are cute. Like, not, like, most of them are, are kind of just, like, very, like, sort of 60s, uh, 60s well, yeah. and 70s. But they're cute. Um, she, uh, so she has this, uh, like, fashion design thing. Um, her, uh, she ends up marrying Hank. Uh, under not the most fortunate of circumstances, uh, where he, um, you know, he, uh, has one of his many breakdowns, um, spills some chemicals that cause him to develop an alternate personality, um, Cause that's starts how going that works. by... That's how that works. Everybody knows. Uh, starts going by Yellow Jacket. Uh, claims that he's killed Hank. Uh, kidnaps Jan because he still maintains Hank's interest in Jan as like an alternate personality of Hank's. Uh, Jan is upset that this man has killed her boyfriend. Um, but then manages to piece together that Yellow Jacket is Hank, uh, agrees to marry him, uh, to which all the Avengers are like, what? And she's like, Jan, are you no, okay? Jan, are you, are, are you okay? And she's like, no, I feel, I like, if I say no, I'm worried, I will upset is extremely, I will just send him careening off the edge. And I'm trying to bring him back from the edge. Um, they get married. Uh, the wedding is interrupted by the circuits of crime. Uh, Jan is attacked by a snake that was hiding in the wedding cake. Cause one Good. of the members of the circuits of crime put it there because that's, you know, sort Hopefully of thing. Hopefully after they do. it was baked. Uh, yeah, no, the snake, the snake's fine. They, they just snuck it in like, you know, like you would with like a sexy lady. Um, but it's a big snake. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Hank, seeing Jan in danger, reverts, uh, to his original personality. Uh, but they are still married. Um, Do you she, think um. Was Jan just like, yes. Hank, honey? I've been trying to get you to propose to me for years. Just keep the wedding certificate. <laughs> it's okay. We can just keep the wedding certificate. This way I can stop she... flirting with our teammates to get you jealous so that you propose to me. I mean, honestly, that's like... This is probably a lot of what it is. Is She's like, well... This does solve the problem. <laughs> we kind of just like speed ran through some of it, but 
It gets us where we are going. Like, what are we gonna do? Nullify the marriage? Get engaged? And then get married later? That's ridiculous. The court fees alone. <laughs> this is just much easier for everyone. Um, she, uh, she leaves the Avengers, uh, briefly and comes back, um, and then leaves, she, like, leaves and comes back, uh, on her own, I think, a few times, and also, like, she and Hank jointly, like, retire and then unretire a couple times, um, which is sort of, again, like, a kind of, like, ooh, she's flighty, uh, but also, like, it's usually, like, oh, she just got severely injured, and, uh, <laughs> she's leaving the Avengers for a little bit. <laughs> focus on her fashion line. <laughs> to focus on her fashion design, which is, uh, great and important, um, she's, she's done a lot, like, outside of superheroing. She, um, at some point, it's established that she, like, wrote and sold a screenplay about, like, her early days on the Avengers. Um, she's, like, hosted a couple of TV shows. Uh, like, during Civil War, she hosts, like, a kind of, like, pro-registration, like, reality show that's, like, America's next top superhero or whatever. Wild. Like, she's got, she's really, she's got quite a resume. Uh, she's on, um, the first version of The Lady Liberators, which is the, like, extremely annoying thing where, like, Roy Thomas, like, parodies, like, 70s feminism by having the Enchantress, uh, pretend to be a superheroine called, uh, and be like, oh, all, like, come on, all of us, like, women superheroes should band together and, like, we don't need men. And Jan and Wanda and I think Jennifer and, like, maybe some other people are like, yeah, and then it turns out it was a trick by a supervillain and they fell for it with their women brains. Uh, which is, like, whatever. Ugh. I mean, but with, then a title, later, like, with a title like Lady Liberators, I'm already side-eyeing it anyway. Yeah. Uh, like, at some... Later on, like, <laughs> She-Hulk makes, like, an actual version of the team, uh, which is good. But, like, also, you should just make an all-women... Uh, there have been other all-women teams, but you should make an all-women team and not name it that. <laughs> Uh, Why not just the Liberators? Please. Um, at some point during one of Ultron's many... Uh, escapades? And one of his escapades. Uh, one of his definite uh, Frankenstein-inspired escapades. Um, he kidnaps and brainwashes Hank uh, to force Hank to make a uh, female partner for him. Uh, or a female-coded robot partner. Um, why is the robot straight? Why does the robot need to be hetero? One, why uh, does the robot have a gender? Two, why does the robot have a sexuality? 
Why? It's because his brain is based on Hank's brain, and so the heteropatriarchy is, like, really deep in there. Oh, um, terrible. I can't yeah. believe you've given this robot a sexuality accidentally. Uh, absolutely terrible. Um, but uh, he also, he sends the brainwashed Hank uh, to kidnap Jan, um, and then... Uh, uses her brainwaves as, like, a template for this lady robot. Uh, of course. Named ja- yeah, of course, who's named Jocasta. Um, <laughs> and then, really demonstrating <laughs> the difference here, um, Jocasta goes on to, uh, like, betray Ultron and side with the Avengers um, and has continued to be around as a character, uh, like, working with the Avengers, um, she was, like, working for, like, Stark Industries for, like, a while, um, and is generally, like, pretty cool, so thanks, Jan, for also, I guess, helping create the better robot, uh. Do you think- it keeps Hank up at night to know that when there was a robot based off of his brain, it became evil. <laughs> and when there is a, and he's like, no, no, it surely must have been like something in the robotic process, something in like the AI. This would happen to anyone. And then it happens to Jan and it just turns into like this totally cool and chill robot. Yeah. <laughs> and Hank's like, oh, fuck, am I? Am I evil? <laughs> am I the problem? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Hank Pym dot JPEG. Am I the problem? Yes. Um, Probably yes, Hank. Maybe you should see a therapist about it. Uh, so after this is when we get into the uh, very unfortunate storyline where uh, Hank becomes... Very unhinged due to, uh, the Ultron stuff and apparently his untreated bipolar disorder, uh, and feeling unstable in his relationship. He starts, uh, acting, uh, he starts becoming pretty verbally abusive with Jan, um, and at one point physically abusive in a sequence that was maybe not supposed to be as egregious as it ended up being drawn as. Uh, but nevertheless, is canon now forever. Um, and so, uh, as a result of this, uh, Jan asks for a divorce. Um, Hank is expelled from the Avengers. Uh, Jan takes a brief hiatus to, uh, deal with this um and then when she comes back to the avengers uh she's like all right listen i think uh we need to kind of restructure how things are done here i uh want to nominate myself to be the new chairperson of the avengers uh and Thor and Tony and Steve are all there, like, 
Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. We can think about it. And Jan's like, no, I want an answer right now. <laughs> um, and they're like, uh, yeah, okay. I guess, I guess you're, I guess you're the leader. I guess you can be the leader. Um, and, uh, Jan becomes the official leader of the Avengers. Uh, and has been the leader of the Avengers, um, for longer than anyone else besides Steve. Good for um, her. Yeah, not, like, continuously, but it would be, like, she would leave the team for, like, a long time and then leave and then, like, come back and be the leader again. So, like, in total, the leader of the Avengers for longer than anyone besides Steve. Um. And she and Steve are, uh, pretty good friends, like, after this, uh, and before this also, but once they've both kind of, like, had their turn as, like, team leaders, they become, like, sort of very, like, working together to present rational solutions to things. Um, Do they just make eye contact across the room, like, you're with me on this, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They- Basically, basically exactly that. Um, she also, uh, her, one of her first initiatives as, uh, Avengers chairperson is to be like, well, we need more women here. Um, and they and, look around and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, none of us really thought about that. And she's like, I know. <laughs> um, she, uh, she recruits uh She-Hulk, uh Jennifer Walters, who she goes on to uh have like a very close friendship with. Um she like designs her like <laughs> lawyer suits and stuff. Um and also uh Monica Rambeau, who is Captain Marvel at the time, I think. She's had a bunch, she's gone through a lot of different identities, but I think at that point, she's Captain Marvel. Um, she, uh, she dates Tony without knowing Tony is Iron Man. Um, I... (laughs) Which is baffling to me that they would be on a team together for that long and, like, not have talked about it. Yeah. Um, Like, I know that in the comics he was like i can never remember when he revealed to the other avengers that he was tony stark <laughs> i know it was before his like public but oh man um but she she dates tony briefly um and then figures out that he's iron man um she's like i have done this for every boyfriend i've had why do I keep accidentally dating superheroes? God, honestly. Um, and she breaks up with him when she figures that out because she's like, this is weird. We work together. And also, like, you didn't tell me. You didn't tell me. Um, and also you're friends with Hank. Um, just weird all around. Uh, she has kind of like, um, she has, like, an on-again, off-again thing with 
paladin who's like a uh mercenary character who I think was initially like a daredevil uh antagonist um and it's like established that like they had sort of a thing when like Jan was younger before she met Hank um and then she, she dates... found out that he <laughs> and then she found out that he was a superhero she dates like much later in like the 2000s um she does briefly um she dates Clint which is like oh my god honey do better she just um, does not have a lot of like she does not have a good dating track record at this point she doesn't she keeps dating men that you're like should you be dating this guy probably not <laughs> she also um she dates Alex Summers for a decent amount of time, um, which isn't the worst choice, but also definitely isn't the best. Yeah. Um, just a lot of, just a lot of choices being made all around. Um, she, uh, joins the, uh, West Coast Avengers, uh, for a little bit um at the time when Hank is kind of working with them as a consultant uh mentor manager kind of thing uh and the two of them start repairing their relationship um and they do start dating again although Jan establishes that uh she is not interested in being married to him <laughs> Uh, again, which, you know... Fair. Fair. Um, when, uh, Nadia Van Dyne is introduced, um, who is Hank's, uh, daughter from his first wife, who he didn't know about, who ended up being raised in the Red Room, uh... Jan is really the one who, like, uh, develops the closest, like, relationship, kind of, like, mentorship role with her, uh, which is why she decides to go by Nadia Van Dyne rather than Nadia Pym. Um, during, uh, during Civil War-ish, um, she's, uh, pro-registration, along with uh Hank who at this point has been replaced by a scroll although nobody knows it um and they're not dating at this point uh Hank is dating Tigra um but uh Hank scroll Hank gives her like a new uh new like pim particle formulation um, that she can use to grow to giant size, which she had done previously, but I think she could only do for, like, a limited amount of time. Um, but then it turns out that, uh, it was a scroll, and they were actually, like, uh, tricking her, uh, because the pim particles, um, basically make her into, like, a biobomb. Uh, when she uses them, um, and so 
uh, Thor has to, uh, like, create, like, a dimensional rift to, like, center into so she doesn't, like, explode and destroy everybody. Um, not great. No, not great. Uh, and Hank is so sad that he starts, uh, going by Wasp. Um, but it's eventually revealed that, uh, she's not dead. She, uh, has been, uh, shifted into the microverse, which is, uh, like a pocket universe where everything is tiny. Um, and she, uh, eventually manages to contact the Avengers and they find out that she has been alive there and helping defend the microverse from an evil, an evil tiny man who has taken over. Oh no. Um, I mean, it all like, it's all very serious. It's just funny to imagine that all of this is happening and everyone is really, really teeny tiny. It, like, it's its own fun. universe. Yeah. And the fact that an evil despot is, like, you know, committing violence is terrible. But he's also a teeny, tiny little guy. He's also microscopic. Yeah. We cannot even um, see him. Uh, there's a weird, um, a weird thing where she, uh, like, uh alternate universe time travel thing where she has like a daughter with uh Alex Summers um and then she's uh like Immortus like kidnaps her and then says like he'll like return her to them but they have to actually like be present at the right, like, time and place when they would have, like, conceived her. Um, it's very weird. It seems to be sort of glossed over. Um, but, uh, she, uh, she's there for the whole thing where Ultron seemingly merges with Hank, and then it turns out that, uh, actually Ultron, uh, they didn't actually merge... Hank is dead, and Ultron's just sort of been pretending that Hank is there. Um, and, uh, recently, um, she's joined the, uh, Agents of, uh, Agents of Wakanda, which, uh, were a team, uh, like an Avengers sort of, like, special ops team that, uh, Black Panther put together, um, to kind of, like, act in a, uh, support role in terms of, like, running operations and, like, you know, gathering intelligence, um, and that sort of stuff, uh, which is, I mean, definitely is a place that makes sense for her, um, as she's been established. Um, because, like, definitely, like, post, uh, post-divorce, um, it seems like sort of intentionally or not, like, they seem to really kind of settle into this idea that, like, Jan's 
strength is in her like leadership abilities and her like tactical abilities uh and you know so like less clearly less in terms of firepower um but like a very kind of strong presence as like a leader and a people person uh and also she does um she does love to support other women which you I love do to like see to it see. you do you do love to see it um it's um it's interesting that like uh as sort of one of one of marvel's more prominent like female characters like as the only woman who was a founding member of the avengers um that uh jan hasn't really like gotten more attention um and unfortunate that so many of her storylines have been like wrapped around hank doing fucked up stuff um but uh the things that she has done on her own uh have been pretty cool um so you know we do we do love to see her we do love to see her <laughs> um did you have anything uh anything to add about um how we we love jan here i just always love to see her in cartoons i'm just like jan mm. jan's here hey everybody jan's here Look, she's there here. She she's got, she's got her little wings, and she's going. She flew inside the robot and is taking it apart from the inside. Look, look, she's very small. She's very small, and she's doing it. Um. Uh. But yeah, I love her. Um. I did not read any comics this week. I was so <sighs> tired. I don't know where the time has gone. It's. It's hard, man. It's hard out there. Um, I also have... I said I said I was going to read comics because I have Future's End that I have to see what's going on with. Um, and then um, I had just a little... Just a little... A little touch of the old depression for most of the weekend. So... That's um, fair. That, that didn't happen as much. But I have uh, watched the first... Three episodes of WandaVision. Oh, how um, is it? I haven't seen the latest one as of when this comes out. I really like it. Um, unfortunately, because I do like wish I could just be like <laughs> unshackle myself from the MCU entirely. Um, and be like, I don't care what they're doing. Um, unfortunately, I, I do care what they're doing. <laughs> I do care a little bit what they're doing, um, but I really like it. It is, um, it is really weird and different, uh, which was the main thing I was hoping for when the trailers came out, and I was like, boy, I hope this is really weird, and it's not just, like, the trailers just strung together all the weird parts. Um, it's definitely, um, it requires a certain amount of, uh, buy-in to the premise uh because especially in the first couple episodes it's like mostly played fairly straight um with like 
a little bit of weirdness sprinkled in, um, which I think is good for the overall, like, build of the show. Um, but it does mean you are, like, just, kind of, like, sitting through, like, 22 minutes of just sitcom content and then, uh, a couple minutes of, like, spooky stuff. I mean, I haven't um, watched it yet, but, like, just hearing that, I'm not mad about it. I'm I'm also not mad about it, but it's worth it to know going in <laughs> that mm. it, like, it really commits. So be aware of that. But, um, I really like it. I, um, I mean, I love Wanda and Vision generally. Um, have regrettably, uh, have been in love with Paul Bettany since I saw Night's Tale. I mean, who um, isn't? Who isn't? Listen, that was extremely formative to me. <laughs> um, and, uh, Catherine Hahn is in it, who is just, like, absolutely, like, love her, love her and everything she does. So happy to see her here. Um, but yeah, I'm, um, I'm really liking it so far. Uh, so if you have, um, if you have Disney Plus. If you have access um, to Disney Plus. Yeah, you know, if, uh, if you, not that we would condone this, but if you're able to find it. Just elsewhere. I just mean, around, if, just kicking around. I've heard that if you, like, just start looking under potted plants, you might find episodes of <laughs> WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, just kind of go, just, like, kind of uh, go into some tall grass. Yeah. And start, like, thwacking at it with your sword. I mean, Disney loves doing this sort of stuff. You remember the hidden Mickeys? Where they just, you know, <laughs> put Mickey Mouses. It's like that, except, you know, just exactly out like that. and around. You can just find it. Yeah, you just gotta keep an eye out. Yeah. Um, and you should keep an eye out to our social media oh. <laughs> to see when we post stuff. Um, you can, and I would say should, uh, follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Instagram and or Facebook, whichever of those you're using. Um, we have an email address that's capesandjapes at gmail.com if you want to send us anything there. Uh, we have a Discord server that you can join and get pictures of this sweet, sweet blanket um, and post your horse sona. Those are just two things that have happened in the Discord today. Um, <laughs> we also, uh, we have a Patreon if you want to support us on there. Uh, our January bonus episode, we accidentally made very long, uh, but it will be coming out soon. So, you're in luck. Join our Patreon and you will get... Uh, long bonus episode um, it's so long and I'm so tired it's so long and we talked so much um join our patreon and support us 
making terrible decisions in terms of how long we record episodes for. Um, we also, uh, what else? Oh, yes. If you can't support us there, but you still want to support us in some way, a great way to do that is leaving a rating and or review where you may listen to the podcast, um, telling a friend about the show if you think that they'd be interested in it, uh, and also just coming back and joining us every week, just like uh, you've done this week, which we are so, so grateful for. Thank you for being here on this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. <laughs> kiss me sexy Batman. Uh, Jan, kiss better men than you have kissed. Or kiss a woman. Hey, just saying. Uh-